0: Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today we will have part two of our discussion of chapter eight of Observing the Craft, The Observant Lodge.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at the Working Tools
0: Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have myself, I'm Matt Apple, a member of Mill Creek Lodge number 243 in Motley Terrace, Washington. Worshipful brother Jared Dunham from Penticton number 147 in Penticton, BC. Very worshipful brother David Colbeth, who's a member of King Solomon number 60 in Auburn, Washington. And worship brother Stephen Chung from Prince Charles, number 153, in lovely Kelowna, British Columbia. So we sort of left off. Apparently, Jared, Jared disputes the. I'm not sure if it's the part that it's part of British Columbia or that it's lovely, but there's something about my statement there that Jared does not agree with. So we, we sort of left off um, having not finished the, discussing the whole chapter. Shockingly, I know that we managed not to get through a whole topic in one episode. But, um, I guess the part that I feel like we didn't discuss at all was the how the Observant Lodge interacts with the outside world part. I guess it starts about, I don't know, chapter 140 or so in in my book. Um, What did you guys think of that part? There was the whole, there's like a brief discussion of charity and of stuff. Stuff.
2: Well, I mean, I like, I like his line. Oh, where is that? I had it posted here. See, if I'd known you were going there. Yeah, non Masons have no business at any Masonic assemblies. I like that. And I couldn't
0: help but think of David's commentary about having meetings or events outside of the lodge building into which you would have petition or whatever you want to call them, postulants and things inside the lodge room, which even postulants. though in the.
1: Postulants. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Whenever I see that word, I think about I don't think he's... I don't think he's... (laughs) I don't think he's specifically talking about Seekers. You don't? No. I think he's talking more about... um, The impression I got, and this is going to get me in trouble, like everything I say, is that... um, He's talking... Because the impression I get from this because he says later in the next, when I flip over the next page, says, what belongs to the craft is for the craft and the craft alone. You know, he talks about repeating offer programs in its meetings with no Masonic content. I I, I honestly believe that he's, he, it's it, it's the um, it, inviting, like. Uh, Bring, bringing uh, the mayor in to talk about. The, yeah, well, I'm, I'm even going so during far during as, meeting, you know, right? other family members, open installations. No, that's not for them it's for us not them i he didn't say
1: installations but i did get that impression
2: yeah like but,
1: uh, well, I, we we love our
2: open installation though but, and you're not an observant lodge and there's nothing wrong with that I, I i disagree you disagree that you're an you're not that you think you are an observant lodge or that there's something <laughs> both i mean i don't i don't i couldn't say that we're I don't.
1: An andrew hammer standard observant lodge but i think we're getting there Right, I think we would like. There's many. There's been some changes and developments that have. Why?
2: Okay. I'm going to ask this question. Yeah. Why do you feel it's necessary to have other people at an installation?
1: I don't know that it's necessary, but we enjoy it because it oh. allows it allows the public and/or specifically our family members to be participatory in our achievements. Just just the other night at our social night, which is off site, not part of our lodge, and that particular evening, the Thursday night is kind of more focused around Masons, but we do have some wives that come once in a while and particularly a young couple and they're now two ba- two children that come. Sometimes they come a little late. Anyway, they have really grown to become part of our core group and he's really has now, after about a year, it's taken him a little while to get connected, but it, he's really plugged into the lodge and wants to be an officer and And they've kind of grown up with that. And I remember back 16 years ago, that was exactly my case. I had two young kids. My my wife was eight months pregnant when I had my investigation committee. And my kids basically grew up in my lodge, visiting and being part of things. And so it was neat to see, we were talking about him becoming an officer potentially after he proves up. And and she, I don't think he listened to the show, so I probably am okay saying this, but... uh, she seems to. She certainly seems to dominate the conversations. Now, I, it could be just that she's so fascinated with masonry and the ideas, and being able to develop the social connections. But she seems to be a little more dominant in the relationship, if you will. And so, but it was f- interesting to see the difference in her comments on Thursday about how so proud she was and excited she was for him to become a master mason. And then potentially to become part of the officer group as well. And she gave him a big hug in front of me. And I had never seen that connection with them until that night. She was starting, her eyes were starting to get red and tear up a little bit. And I, it was just a really neat growth segment. And I don't think that could have happened without her being part of some of our social events. And then now part of our installation that he was at installation last year, but wasn't an officer. He just attended and he's coming to some other events. And so, yeah, I agree that. Opening up the lodge, going off session to bring in somebody to talk about something that's maybe not Masonic, I would agree that's probably not. But I think installation is almost a public ceremony. Like, I mean, I know it's not, you know, because there's a private op- option for it. But but he, he does talk about bringing your fam, your friends and family, and you know, to other events like dinners or whatever. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not crazy about them coming into the lodge room during a lodge meeting except that i guess you might would say that the installation is a lodge meeting but see to me it's a it's an extra event it's not really it's not one of our stated meetings
3: our 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 installation is held on our regular meeting night oh no ours isn't ours is a separate special event yeah, see, that's I, the difference. And,
2: and, yeah, and and that, that that that's some lodges do that as well, and that's that's fine, but it's still a stated meeting, or not a nope. stated meeting, it's still a tiled meeting, or is it not tiled? I guess well, yours aren't tiled.
1: So that's the thing is, right, there is a special, unique, uh, st- what would you call it, a, 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 a state, uh uh state... Abomination?
0: I mean, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a, in our code, there's provision for the lodge to vote to hold an open installation. Yeah. In which case it's a public ceremony, or if we don't, then it's a closed, a tiled installation, which has a slightly different aspect to it than an open installation does, but it's
1: by and large the same. They, well, they created a condition of the lodge called off session, which didn't exist previously, and so there's you know you're tiled, and then there's at re, free from restraint, which in theory, according to the code, you're supposed to be able to talk to the guy next to you, but at a single wrap of the gavel, you should come back to attention, right? But then, and then there's refreshment. refreshment. And then there's refreshment. In our circumstances, the great lights are closed at refreshment. So basically, a lodge is closed at refreshment. It's not really closed, but it's basically closed. <laughs> and then they created this special status called off session, which is a unique opportunity where the great lights remain open, just like they do in all the jurisdictions during refreshment. And then, <laughs> or a lot, of, a lot of jurisdictions at refreshment, the lights stay open or the great lights stay open. But then, the, the, it's the opportunity for the public to come into the lodge room while the great lights are open is basically what it says in the code is called off session, which was created so that you can have a public installation. It was really what that whole thing was created for. Prove me wrong. <laughs> no,
3: nah, but we uh, we will just have to agree to disagree on the, on that one there. Cause your jurisdiction just does it that way and ours doesn't. And to me, that's just a totally foreign concept to have the open installation. Although we we, we do still technically have the ability to do open installations up here in BC.
2: Does Almost no. Does hmm? your Grand Master not have an open installation during his down communication? Hell no! Really? God no! Why would we invite? Why would we invite non-Masons to that? And wait, so actually
0: now I'm thinking because you guys do immediately after the installation, you guys do the. Past
2: master's degree thing, right? I mean, we sit him in a chair, give him his jewel, and say, "Thanks very much." We'll see you in twelve years when you go right back through the chairs again. (laughs) We don't have a. There is no. It's (laughs) only (laughs) been (laughs) eleven. We don't. I don't. I don't. We don't. I don't think we install because we don't really install our immediate past masters. It's a chair that they don't. It's. It's not like it's. They get to go there no matter what. I, I was
0: i was being unclear um the when i say past master's degree i don't mean the the past master so much like the there's a part of your ritual where only past masters can attend for the yes. new master
2: yes it's a it's a board of installed masters
0: there we go yes and only and, you,
2: and only installed masters
0: are allowed to attend that installed and masters. you do that immediately after the
2: the installation ceremony more or less it's part of of our installation right but not part of our installation (laughs) the the currently installed masters or previously installed it's a board of installed masters once you're installed you're installed oh i see so like technically any any i can i i actually like if, if i were asked i can actually sit in the east and run a meeting for my lodge if the master can't do it Yeah, because he's physically not there? Yeah, if he's not there, he he can actually go up to any past master and ask them to sit in the East Forum. Even if he's not there? Well, if he's not there. Well, our... <laughs> because our... Because, because the problem is, okay, so here's the thing, is that <clears throat> what, if if assuming that the senior... Okay, well, now we're getting into some technical things that probably have nothing to do with this, this chapter and probably should not be discussed right now... <laughs> People love us for this. We love us for this. If the if the senior like, because the problem is you can't you can't run a meeting without someone sitting in the east. And technically, the senior warden is supposed to run the meeting if the master is not there. But if the senior warden isn't an installed master, he can't sit in the east.
3: Right, but oh. he can sit in his chair. He can still run the meeting from his chair. He can. Right, and so but we, the we rules,
2: did. our constitution is as stated, is that. It in, in instead of doing that, the master can go to any past master and ask them to sit in his in the east and run the meeting, yes,
3: right? Yeah. And, and it's funny, it's funny because that we had one up, uh, one incident where the, the worshipful master wasn't going to be there, he asked the past master to sit in for him, but the senior warden took offense to that because that's his job to do and the senior warden was a past master being recycled anyways and so nobody argued with him he we just yeah. let him run we just let him run the meeting right um That's but in that I case who want... sat in
2: the senior warden's chair
3: he sat in his own chair
2: oh and... that that and how did we pass the word
3: well <laughs> careful and
2: now <laughs> as i said that was okay. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's something yeah. I don't want to steal from Canada. Thank you very much. <laughs> what? But that any any past master can sit in the chair?
1: No, we ours is basically the senior warden must in the past. Ma- if the master is not present, mm-hmm. the senior warden must or the junior warden must, in vice versa. And if neither, if all three of them can't be there, we don't then, have a meeting. Then it's a special deputy.
0: To be clear, they don't have to sit in the east; they have to be present. No, the right. senior if. Well, to, they can ask for, someone else
1: to preside. Not according to the code. <laughs> the senior warden or and the junior warden must, if the master's not present. Now the master just can the master can say, I want somebody he, as long as he's present, he can have anybody open lodge. But if this if the master's not present, then the, the senior warden is in theory required to do it. Yeah. Interesting that you can't be he, he'd have to be a would have had been a past master. In and order so to you you use the words oh, do you, did something happen? With what? My 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 thing is flashing to say I'm using a different huh? audio devices. You sound lovely devices. to me. <laughs>
3: nope.
1: Do, you is sound that, normal? Do you is the uh, the in the word installed master specific? Like we have pa- uh, honorary past masters that we grant you know a member that maybe is never going to go in the east and it's just a lodge thing he's not really you know we we grant him as a past master because he's no he's never going to do it but he's been along the lodge forever and he's a great guy and so we make him an honorary past master no
3: that's what the iron marshmallow he's not entitled
1: to vote at our end of communication and things like that because not a true past master he's so installed he's not installed master
3: would you no. call that the Order of the Marshmallow? <laughs> no, no,
2: the the uh, Ur, isn't it the, the Irwin Marsh Award is what we give to is for Master Masons who have never sat in oh, the.
3: East. Oh, oh you, you mean the Medal of Merit? Yeah, uh, yeah. is that named
2: after it's, what's the Irwin? Okay, then what was the Irwin oh, Marsh right. one?
3: Crap, uh, that, might, know, be it. It. that might, might be it. That might be it. Yeah, the medal, of,
2: the 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 Medal of Merit. Is, yeah, that's so what
3: we, we do. We we have we've given a Medal of Merit to. a To a brother who has done a lot for Freemasonry and is very active in the Lodge, but will never go through the chair and be uh, an installed master. And um, so we would we give that a person like that uh, Masonic Medal of Merit. Hmm. So, but getting back to the chapter. But getting back to the
0: Washington Masonic Code, you
3: mean,
1: uh-huh.
0: the master uh-huh. or warden <laughs> acting as master may call to the east any master mason and pres- permit him to preside or confer the degrees while the master or acting master is present. Any master well, mason? What's that last sentence? Any master mason. What's that last sentence? Uh While the master or acting master is present. So as long as the warden is in the room, he can say, oh. hey, David, can you sit in the east? Hmm. Hmm. That's my interpretation.
2: Mm.
0: Well, that's, but yes, anyway, like you were, like you just said, <laughs> we don't have this this uh, installed master thing. Any right. master pacing can sit in the east in our, right, in our lodges.
2: Mm.
3: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Interesting. So, getting
3: back to the observant lodge. <laughs> so, uh, what
2: were we? What? Go <laughs> ahead. Wait. Well, we we were talking about having non doing uh, offering non Masons our stuff. <laughs> I think it's I don't know if that we were. Uh,
1: yeah, I, uh, I again I still think that some there's some purposes for having the public have access dead air, to dead in, air but not. I would agree. There's there's lodges that have regularly guest speakers come in that are non Masonic into their meetings and. I, I get what they're trying to do. Probably they're probably trying to connect with the community or bringing in some other thing. But that could be a special, different, a different day, a different ceremony, a different uh, seminar. I mean, uh, where they could do that kind of stuff. So,
2: well, I think I think we confuse be, because they're because sometimes we tend I, we tend to conflate charity with Freemasonry too much. And so, a lot of times, I've noticed that when we are that, that when a non-mason is invited into lodge, it's to explain some kind of charitable endeavor that we want to participate in. And I, going back to the chapter, that because he does, he talks about that or he mentions that. If I can find the quote that I liked, uh, where he says, "The prime focus of Freemasonry is a social doctrine." Is on the education and enhancement of the human mind, uh, and then he goes on to say that patronage for the very arts and humanities about which we have always taught is the best philanthropic hand that Masonry can extend to the world. Do you guys do a scholarship? We used to. Yeah. Hmm. We used to. Used to. Because this is we just went through this recently at Lodge that they went through and did a whole bunch of voted on a whole bunch of charitable donations to very worthy causes in town. Not a single one of them was education-based. And I we have a and I, program. Yeah, and I, I always, my biggest issue is that we tend to focus too much on charitable philanthropy in Freemasonry and not enough on education, both of ourselves and others.
3: Yeah, we have a bursary that we um, are not a burs- Well, we have a, a a fund, a bursary fund that is to help support descendants of our members in going, furthering their education, um, whether whether it's university or college, um, uh, any descendant of or a member or or um, or a spouse. If they're going to uh, further their education at the local college at night, or uh, or or what have you, as long as it's a furthering education, they can apply for some money from the bursary that we have, and we have a special uh, fund. One of the uh, brothers who passed years ago gave us uh, bequeathed us fifty thousand dollars, and so we have that in a uh, in an investment, and the interest from that. Um, is available every year and if it's not used it is uh compounded the following year and available to any member or the descendants I, I think it's a great thing to do um it, it's uh <clears throat> we our Grand Lodge has uh, several bursaries uh, but mm-hmm. they're very stringent on their requirements like yeah. it has to be a four-year degree and
2: and, and you have it, to I, I, my kids never qualify because I make too much money. Oh, really? It, they. Oh. It's it. It's very much <laughs> Matt. Well, no, but it, I mean, not not that I'm saying, but it because the thing that always bothers me is that I'll go to Grand Lodge and they'll people. You'll hear people complaining about the fact that we've got these educational grants that aren't being used, but in order to qualify it, you have to be destitute
3: right which and, I don't agree with
2: yeah and so i mean in on one hand yes we do have these education grants and scholarships and stuff but the criteria to qualify are so stringent that they almost never give them all out hmm. yeah I don't, I don't think we have any income restrictions on
1: our grand lodge the washington mm-hmm. sack services grants that yeah.
3: know. you know what? you I know Jared, i i would i would join you if you wanted to put together a motion to change that uh, the stipulations or or the requirements of that, I would help support that in a grant in taking that to Grand Lodge with you. All
2: right. I'm I'm not problem is, is I'm not sure that it's actually written in our constitutions. I think it's just that we'd have to get on as trustees of the. But
3: that that no, I think we just bring it forward to the trust or to to Grand Lodge to address with the trustees that they lighten up on that and not have that as a. a a requirement. I think, yeah. I think maybe their requirements that they uh, want it to be a four-year thing uh, and a full-time student. I, I I find that their requirements are too restrictive, and I don't see why. Uh, for example, let's uh, what you let's say you wanted to further your education, but you you've got a job, you got to support your family, and yet you're going to do this at night. So, you're going to do night courses and go to lodge and do all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can you fund that? You, you know, I think it should be available to somebody like that. And uh, so I, I would uh, happily help uh, you figure out how to take that to Grand Lodge. Um, cool. Yeah. 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 We take I that. Another to Grand one. Lodge I got another one you know. I want you to
2: sign off on to then.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. What's that? Got the same. Oh, not uh, not, for open, not for open air. Okay. All
2: right. <laughs> Besides, yeah. Uh, <no>. So, <clears throat> so how what about this book? What are, <laughs> what, are
1: your, what are your thoughts about the? Wait, we have about less than ten minutes here.
2: He talks about the progressive officer line. Okay. Oh. So Okay. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay. I think what he means because all lines are progressive. You don't tend to go backwards. You tend to progress forwards. I think what he means is an automatic progression.
3: Yeah, and, progression and, and think, with merit is is good. I like that. Yeah, but that's
2: still you you moving from one chair. You're still progressing through the line. What he's talking about is the automatic assumption that I'm I get elected or in yeah, in our case, it's appointed senior deacon. That as soon as my year is up, I'm going to junior junior warden. And but that's an elected wants,
3: position. That's the yeah. but
2: it. But what he's talking about is. But I know that it's elected. But what he's talking about is that. You automatically, you do one chair, next year you move on to the next chair, regardless of the job you've done. That's an automatic progression. And I agree with him that you should not progress past a chair until you've actually proven that you can do that chair well. I agree. Yeah. I don't, and, but, of course. I would argue a slight
0: variance in that, that you should be progressed past that chair when you argue, then you can do the next chair well. Well, but
2: the problem with requiring you to do the next chair well is that wh- how are you? When are you giving the opportunity to do the next chair?
0: I'm not saying perfectly. I'm not saying ideally. I'm saying maybe before you whatever. If you're a great steward and you cook well, does not necessarily mean you're going to be a great chaplain and pray well. You should be able to. You should be progressed because someone thinks you're going to do a good job as chaplain. Again, not perfect, not great. Not that you ever done it, never done it before, not without stumbling. But if you can't memorize a prayer, then maybe that's not the job for you. So you but want now, to have David, a
3: test. But David, did, don't you guys have some sort of uh, proficiency thing that you have officers do before they move up? Oh,
1: so much would I love that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, do right? we
1: do have a program, <clears throat> but it's not required.
3: As, yeah. as I was reading that part of this chapter, I thought, you know, it. The only way that really works is if a guy spent the time to learn like the opening and closing. But
1: now you're talking about ritual and we, and he's really talking about leadership.
3: Uh, like, no. And I think
1: Matt was alluding to that. That's a yeah. tangent, maybe, maybe not what he meant, but when I, when I hear that, can you do the next part? Well, like, like Jerry would say, how do we know he's going to be a yeah. junior warden I around the events and that
2: kind of, he, and he can be able to do the part, but. I'd like to say anyone can learn ritual, but I've, obviously lately been proven that wrong um but my problem my question my thing with this is that it's all well and good and in a healthy lodge that has enough members it's not an automatic progression but when you only have enough active members to actually fill the chairs you know that i think is that is when i think the problem starts is that you start having the problem of we got to put someone in this chair so you know let's hope they do their job properly Would would you say
1: that senior deacon is kind of the pivotal role for your lodges as well? Yes. So, should a man be appointed as a senior deacon if he hasn't already proved himself in lodge as a as a evident leader?
2: Well, leadership is it. It's hard with the. I I don't. It all depends on how you define an evident leader. Someone who so for me, because there aren't a lot of chances in lodge to show true leadership really? uh, there aren't there for someone to show the kind of leadership that you expect of a master of the master because they're not a lot of times where you're given that kind of um i'm going to use the buck stops here type situation well I, I would agree with that but it's still yep. there's i think there's many opportunities for a man to show his ability oh. to be a leader. Yes, coming at attendance at lodge, doing your cha- doing your right. jobs properly right. is yes, that that is, but that's, I don't, I don't view that as leadership, I view that as as it, it, a, a, not a leadership quality, but a quality that could morph into leadership, because leadership requires a confidence that I think can only be developed by going through some of the chairs.
3: Right. One of them is a level of commitment. The other is quality of leadership.
2: But I mean, and I think, I think with the not having what he, I think at least my, my understanding of what he means with the non-progressive line is that um, the, like Stephen said, the commitment, if you learn, because all our, I I don't know about you guys, but like all of when we have our degrees and stuff, a lot of the lower chairs have things they have to do in it. They have a little bit of ritual to memorize, or if you're the senior deacon, a smeg ton of it. Um, That if you can learn, do that well, learn your rich, you know, learn your floor work properly, you know, come out, support your lodge, that I think that's what he's talking about for progress, not just someone who kind of is put well, into a chair. Hmm? But isn't a, isn't a level of commitment
1: and active leadership by sh- showing What it takes to be an active and committed member is a form of yes. I just
2: I just hate using the term leader because whenever you think of leadership, you think of the person standing out front. I disagree. I mean, okay,
1: there, there, there. That is a leader, but there's elements of leadership that go along the
2: way. So yes, I will agree with you that showing up, showing commitment is is a is an element. So if we're talking like that, then yes, someone has to prove that they have the qualities required. Before you
1: progress, you're certainly going to get a different person each time. You're not going to have the same kind of leadership or same kind of leader each time, which is
2: right. Scary sometimes. But and as I've I've also said in the past that if a person's in a chair and they're not doing their job well, part of the fault is should be laid on the lodge itself. I 100% agree with that. That if, if you allow someone to do a shite job. Uh, hopefully you two doesn't get mad at me for that one, Um, then you get what you allow. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't don't agree. I I agree that an automatic progression through the chair should not be the norm. If the, you know, that you should have to show the ability to take on the next level
3: the The problem, like you said, really comes in when a lodge does not have enough membership, and yeah. they're and they're you know they're grasping at the next guy that that shows any level of commitment to put him in into the line and start him uh, on his way up to the east, so that you know they can keep the officers' chairs full, right. And uh, rather than holding the line for a year and and or two years and letting uh, other guys get better, properly prepared and trained. That that would be the better thing to do, right in my opinion. But that's just my
0: opinion. I kind of feel like we're all in agreement here, and we're all just arguing for the sake we're of we're arguing. We're no, not. We're not. Not that we're arguing, but I think we're all I fast, feel fast like we're Of course,
2: we're arguing for the sake of arguing.
0: <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> so. With that, I think we're going to wrap up our discussion of Chapter 8 here. Um, As usual, I want to thank you all for listening. I want to, we're going to be, as we wrap up the Observing the Craft, we're going to be moving into a couple of interviews. We've had some contact from brothers out out in the wild who have uh, opinions on some things that we've said, generally, that they want to argue with us. And so we... uh, we're going to have them in as uh, as guests over the next couple episodes, so that we can we can tell them why they're wrong and, and that we're right, <laughs> and we can educate them into what what the the one true meaning of, of all these things is. So uh, we'll look, please look forward to that. Um, we're going to have our um, I don't know. Should we announce their names here? Are, are we are we ready for it? So uh, I think currently the on uh, on tap are uh, very your brother Clayton Levine or who is a um, uh, the assistant grand secretary of, of Washington and also a uh, very worst brother, Zane McCune, who's has been on the show a couple times before. And, uh, and has, um, he's a member of one of the more observant or I would say, lodges in Washington and one of the, the movers and shakers there.
1: They're on, they're on the list.
0: And so if they want to, if they want to, uh, if you want to argue with us, please let us know uh, again through the YouTube, through, uh, through the various uh social media that we're on we'd be happy to hear from you and discuss again why we're right um not that we could ever agree even when when we're agreeing on something as previously mentioned we argue about it so uh with that thank you all for listening to the working tools podcast we look forward to talking to you again soon on behalf of steven and myself and jared and david we hope that you have a, a good uh a good week and we'll talk to you again soon thanks goodbye